0: Hello everyone, welcome back to my podcast. My name is Catherine, today I'm going to talk about Abraham and his wife, Sarah's trip down to Egypt. After Abraham obeyed God's call for him to leave his home, this is the first time we see him being weak and traded his wife for his personal security. Um, I think if I were in his position, I would also be afraid of Pharaoh as well. Um, however, I don't know if I would actually trade my spouse in order to stay alive. And if I were Sarai, I would be very offended. But maybe she did love him enough to agree to such an agreement. Um, and as we can tell, Aram wasn't trying to sell his wife for any monetary gains. He was just trying to stay alive. Um, but I do find what happened uh, between him and and Pharaoh was borderline selling your, life, your wife for your own personal gain. Um, okay, so this was a simple narrative. Um, Negev, um, had, the place they were staying had a famine, and so they went down to Egypt. Uh, and I often wondered um, if they couldn't find food in Negev, why couldn't they go somewhere else other than Egypt? Um, but I guess uh, at the time Egypt was strong and wealthy and probably that's the logical place to go um, for people at then. Um, and if we read uh, between the lines, we read the scripture carefully, we can see that this decision of going down to Egypt was he was, did not consult with God. It was a personal choice by Abram and he asked his wife um, to agree to his foolish plan and he did not call on God, ask God for God's opinion, but instead he made his own decision. Okay, so we see that um, he went down to Egypt because of famine, and, uh, and he was under the pressures of a strong nation and a powerful man, Pharaoh. Um, and In the Bible, Egypt and Pharaoh are often used as references as the worldly powers, and they do not belong to God. And the reason being they worship their own gods, the sun god Ra, goddess Isis, and the, um, the underworld ruling god Osiris. So in reality, this is, um, well, in spiritually, this is a face-off between our biblical god Jehovah and the fake gods um, who rule the world. Uh, so even though we saw that uh, Abram had a close walk between him in the previous scriptures, Abram was still afraid of the worldly ruler Pharaoh. I think from this angle I can totally relate. Um, God is a spirit and we can only know him through um, prayer. And Pharaoh, however, is a tangible person with huge amount of power. So Abram asked Sarah to lie and say she is his sister instead of his wife. Then Pharaoh took her into his palace and gave Abram lots of riches. Um, then the showdown between Pharaoh, the God of the world, and our God Jehovah clearly had a simple outcome. Uh, Pharaoh, God gave his household um, a plague, and Pharaoh could not stand the plague, of course, and realized that he took um, Sarah as uh as a wife, was a mistake and returned her back to Abram. So we can see that God is stronger than any worldly pharaohs, and sometimes we feel that the circumstances around us are overwhelming and we cannot overcome our difficulties, just like how Abram felt at the time. But God is always there to help us, to protect us, as long as we walk closely with him and follow his instruction closely every time. Um. Like we can see now, in during this time of COVID restrictions from governments, um, many feel like the government is bigger than God at this time. But in reality, God, the governments are not bigger than God. God is bigger than these all these earthly authorities, and we as Christians have to be on our knees and pray in the spirit. So, um, so as we can see that uh, God protected, um, Abram and Sarah and she was returned back to Abram and they got chased out of Egypt. So we can see with the riches, um, that Pharaoh gave to them and God protects the ones which belong to him from this narrative. Okay. So this brings my attention to relationship. The fact that Abram was able to, easily said to his wife that, um, oh, please be my sister so I won't get, I can stay alive because of you, um, was really an odd thing, even from our s- standard these days, um, not to mention his time. Um, and this showed that um, his weakness, not only in deciding uh, where to go without consulting first. But he also showed his weakness in being a weak man in his relationship with Sarai. What I mean is, on the surface, he was the one who decided to go into Egypt and asked his wife to agree with him, but on the inside, it showed his fear. His fear of worldly powers and the fear of men. And, um, And it is very much like the man in our world these days. Many men are seeking comfort from the world and easily cave under pressures from the outside and in relationships, they ask their women to help them out instead of bearing the consequences of their own decisions um, that's how we see a lot of uh, men ask their wives to pay for their debts their gambling debts their any kind of debts or um, or do things for them but um It's really just because they're afraid of the consequences. And it is something that we need to pray to God and ask him to change for our world, our generation, because this really brings very disastrous um, problems into the world, into the relationships, and into the next generations as well. Uh, We need good examples of men um, who are truly... Find st- who truly find strength in Christ through humility and compassion, and not being proud like Nimrod, as we saw before, and that do not humble themselves in front of God. Uh, and this pride of Nimrod often leads to many physical or emotional relationship violences against women, as we often see on news. So men need to own up to their own actions instead of hiding in the dark like Adam did in the Garden of Eden. And also, Adam did blame his wife for what he did. So as we can see, there's a pattern that we need to um, ask God to break. Okay, so this concludes my podcast today, and thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye!